0: Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 119. In today's episode, we're going to do just a really quick um, introduction to the OSHA permissible exposure. Um, limits we'll kind of go over here's a couple of the acronyms that you'll find Uh, we're not going to dive into any chemical specific things but just kind of how do you read that read the chart how do you understand it Uh, is it based off of what duration of time so let's just kind of go over a couple things here then so uh, well first off uh, for the uh, OSHA PELS it's based off of a eight-hour workday or 40 hour work week then, you know. So with this one, what they're saying is this is the concentration that you can be um, that you can be exposed to without suffering um, effects then from it then. Um, like all things, of course, you know, um, I always say shoot for zero or as low as you possibly can, just because you know, sometimes it takes science a little bit of time, correction it takes technology time to catch up with science and when we think about things in the past that we thought were pretty safe and uh, harmless such as uh, smoking um, asbestos in the early part of the century um, things like that we now know that you know it takes it takes a little bit of evidence it takes some years it takes some um, uh, putting the dots together, and then you can start to see where there's a uh, a health issue out there. So I always tell tell folks do everything you can to be as as low as you can. And in an ideal world, that's I'd zero when it comes to chemical exposure. I'm not sure when it comes to everyday uh, pollutants. That's that's a 100% um, 100% thing that we can really um, a, a, uh, achieve here. So. Uh, okay, so I'm um, off my soapbox. I've uh, deviated here, like right from the get-go. So let's just kind of go over some more things. So the way OSHA sets these is they sit down, of course, and they look at uh, things that are like recommendations from the uh, American Conference of Governmental Industrial Hygienists and other scientific bodies. They present their present their evidence and then say, we believe that a uh, PEL should be lowered to the following... Or set for the following, because some of them are, are not are not even set yet. Whereas others go down, uh, and and then they'll, they'll um, typically ask for a lower lower limit. I've not seen where um, um, our PAL has ever been raised. I'm sure that it's out there at some point in time. Uh, so the PAL is also the legally enforceable exposure. Uh, Limit In the next couple of uh, episodes, we'll sit down and look at other bodies that kick out uh, these recommendations and say, this is your your maximum uh, of a chemical that you should be exposed to. And that's awesome and great. And we should always strive to look at that data, too. But when it really comes down to what's legally enforceable, that's going to be the O'Shappel. Let's switch gears um, a, li- a uh, little bit here and and just kind of talk about how when you look at that concentration and in, in the uh, list of PELs, you know, there's hundreds of chemicals in there. Uh, everything is going to be off of a time weighted average of an eight hour workday. So you will find some that have a, um, um, a um, acronym of STEL, S-T-E-L which stands for a short-term exposure Uh, and so this is something that should not be exceeded for a 15-minute period so also you can have what's called a ceiling next to your uh, your number which is going to just be a uh, capital C and this can never be exceeded so that's going to be like the word says the ceiling that's out there. There are a few out there when you think about like lead and silica and things like that. Then uh, that are going to have a action level. So um, let's just say for the sake of argument, we do some easy math. And chemical A has an um, exposure of 50. They could set the action limit uh, at 25 or 30 uh, ppm's to basically say you don't have to do anything. But if you're going to exceed that 25 or 30, you have to put the following, the following mechanisms in place. And it might have medical surveillance. It might have a respirator. You know, it might have all that kind of stuff then. Uh, but you still can't go over 50. You know, but if you go over all the, whatever they set it at that 25 or 30, you got to do the following. So you will see at times there's a few that have a action level on there. And so one of the um, things that I'm I'm, I'm I'm asked often is that, so what happens if I don't really know what the uh, level is out there, you know? Well, it's up to the employer to monitor the workplace air and figure out exactly what that level is then, you know? Um, I wish that I had some kind of uh, Superman vision and I could look at a, uh, a cloud of either dust or a a chemical a chemical mist or something and say, ah, I can tell you exactly what that is. It's the following PPMs or it's this or it's that and uh, you really don't know unless you go back and monitor and have that data. Uh, I do know some folks are kind of scared about monitoring that data because maybe they didn't didn't know it and now that they've kind of discovered it, they have to tackle this problem. They're also a little scared that maybe this was a problem that they just they just didn't know was out there, and now that they know that, that it's out there, it appears as if they were just blowing it off the whole time, and not that they were bl- well were blowing it off. They've now they they now think they have a problem. They now uh, recognize they have to do something with monitoring of the air, um, so it can cause a lot of anxiety. Um, I like to do it as much as I can because it really helps me to confirm things like I've 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 done everything I can by putting a engineering control in in uh, place. Um, If I really have to, you know, you put a respirator on somebody, you do all that other kind of stuff then. But just, you know, just you've done everything you possibly can to engineer out that hazard because all of us are flawed, are flawed, flawed humans. So anytime that we can get rid of that hazard, it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice bonus for us then. So And that's it for today's episode. Just nice, short, sweet. We just kind of did a little intro to the OSHIF permissible exposure limit. Um, This is episode 119. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment. That that really helps me to get better. That really helps uh, the podcast to be seen and heard more from folks out there. uh, I'm, I'm doing this so that uh, and I hate to say I'm getting old, but I'd like to like to pass along any bit of knowledge I can to that very next generation that's coming up or for somebody who maybe hadn't heard a, um, an issue from a different perspective and, and just really get good and help the people out there. Uh, so this episode is complete. Thank you for joining me. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you and have a safe day.